it's almost the weekend. We're here to bring you more chicken than you want every week. Yeah, I'm so glad you took over that intro. I was like, we didn't decide who was going to do the intro first. And I was getting ready to say something, but I had nothing. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just came out of the gate like a horse on too much tranquilizer. <laughs> or not enough. Or not enough. <laughs> um, how you been doing? What's been what's been what's been cracking, my good friend? Dude, I've been good. Um, I've been I've been on that social circuit. I've been seeing friends, catching up, having dinners. It's been a lovely time, and uh, I was reminded just how small of a bubble I spend my life in the other day. So oh, yeah. we had some friends around uh, for dinner and we had a great time. And uh, one of our birds is, is not into video games. And we were talking about D&D on uh, just, you know, it comes up every now and again. And so we were talking yeah. trash on D&D. And um, they were like, what's HP? And we were like, oh, hit points. And they were like, well, what are hit points? And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it had been such a long time. And so we like had this really excited discussion where we got to explain hit points and stuff. And it was just Whoa. like, it was just super refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the concept of a hit point is extremely abstract. Mm. When you boil mm. it right down, you're like, well... It's sort of like vitality, but it's like a measured number of vitality. And when it gets to zero, you die or pass out in the case of D&D. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, when you're on one hit point, you're out there. You're out you're there swinging. swinging. Yeah, you're there's swinging no concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like coming out of the gate like a horse on too much tranquilizer on one <laughs> HP. You can't exactly. tell if you're on one HP or on 20. Like, oh. there's no... Yeah, so that's a flaw in the system, right? Oh, oh, my God, that's so true. Is there a time in your life when you've been on one HP and you didn't realise it? Right in. It's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com. Yeah, right in. <laughs> I felt like that some hangovers these days are definitely like I'm on one HP. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever been like injured to the point of feeling like I'm on one HP, you know, like I've been pretty mm. lucky to like not break a bone or not be on my deathbed, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I reckon yeah. if you're on your deathbed, you're on one HP. Like, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I think, um, yeah. See the thing that, uh, maybe D and D is accounting for is pure adrenaline. You know, oh. if you're if you're out there and you're swinging axes and an orc throws a dagger in your eye, and you go down to one HP, like you're gonna have some adrenaline going on, um, at least for a short period of time. Because mm. uh, yeah, you know, I had a motorbike crash in Southeast Asia once, and like I was like, oh no, this is bad. Like I was trapped under the bike for a little bit, mm. and like I got up, I was kind of okay. I smoked a cigarette and then I like drove to a pub and had a couple of beers. And then I was like, mm, I should probably dress this wound. So I think yeah. like, I think, I think adrenaline uh, is, is kind of an unspoken mechanic uh, when it comes down to one HP. Mm. 
There's something so romantic about that story of you crashing your bike and having a cigarette afterwards. It's very like <laughs> anime intro vibes, you know? Or yeah. anime outro vibes, actually. Anime episode outro vibes. Yeah, I was on a mountain too. Like it was it was very introspective and like blood was trickling down my leg and I was like, mm, mm. what am I going to do next? This is, you know, I was very early 20s. So that's why I was, you know, I was being a fucking idiot and like yes, not yes. going and getting medical help. I was just like, mm, I think beer is the answer. <laughs> yeah, like time to drive to a pub. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, still, even that is extremely, uh, like picturesque is maybe not the right word. It's like an aesthetic, you know, mm. you're like all banged up and you're at the bar and you're like two beers, please. <laughs> <laughs> two, yeah. two orders, two. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, you're in Southeast Asia, right? This was in Cambodia and, uh, you're not wearing much. Okay. When you're on a motorbike and it's like 32 degrees, 100% humidity, you're you're in you're in the thinnest of clothes. So that's mm. just that's just bare skin on asphalt, baby. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Um, yeah, but you know, we uh, we came out the other side and uh, started this podcast, which is about video games. <laughs> the two things happen one after each other. <laughs> yeah, they are intrinsically linked. I remember you calling, actually, I was living with Phoebe, I think, at the time, and oh, yeah. um, you called and you showed us your wounds and you were like, I'm staying in this hostel with these two lesbians. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and you had like a um, an iced coffee that was like in a plastic bag. And I was like, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Drinking out of a plastic bag. Oh man, God, yeah, I'll be, I'll be going back to, to Vietnam where you get those iced coffees. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, definitely and, send me a pic when you do oh, get it. My God, just so much condensed milk and mm. pure coffee joy. It's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You're making me Jones for an iced coffee right about now. <laughs> I, I mean, I am in a puffer jacket right now. You got to be tripping if you're brewing up an iced coffee these days. No, nah, no, nah, any weather, any temp, <laughs> icy bev. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I've been good. I've been playing some video games. I finished the Slay the Spire gauntlet. Oh, I you're beat, done with it? I beat. I mean, I'm not done with it, but like I beat. <laughs> I beat all the characters. Ascension twenty. Beat the heart, which is like the final, the final secret boss or whatever. And uh, it was so rewarding. That game is just mwah, chef's kiss. And uh, yeah, I'm still playing it because you know, there's like no sense of finality once once you've a hundred percent absolutely everything that there is to do like you get the inner satisfaction but the truth is that game is just extremely fun to play minute by minute so within mm. like six hours of of kind of completing that run and putting the switch down i was like oh you know what maybe a different character for a little while yeah and, uh, yeah and you were back in the cycle begins again. It's all cycles. Arrival was on the money. It's just mm. it's it's cycles. You mean Returnal? No, no, Arrival. You know that uh, that sci-fi. Oh yeah, yeah, y- yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's big on cycles. You know they yes. got those those uh, circular pictograms. Uh huh. Um, big timey timey loopy loops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and yes. like, man, that movie is PG. That's got to be the best PG movie ever made. It's definitely up there. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was PG. There's explosions in that movie. People get thrown around. I guess there's no blood. There's no blood, and there's only one furk, you know? But yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> they get one fuck in a PG movie. Yeah, and and right. from memory, it was used pretty well. I thought you meant sex scene that whole oh, time no. talking. And then I was like, oh, you mean the word? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, a sex scene between like Amy Adams and Hawkeye might have, you know, killed the, oh, the emotional yeah. weightiness that, yeah, that is totally. present throughout that film. Yep, 100%. Um, and so yeah, I, I played Slay the Spire, put that put that bad boy down for six hours, picked it up again. But I, I am sated to a degree, so I've started dabbling in into the breach again. And oh yeah, yeah, man, these strategy games—they're just so good. Mm. They're just like I reckon, you know, if I was like locked on Mars <laughs> and I uh-huh, only sure. had a Nintendo Switch. And I had to choose three games. It'd be like Slay the Spire. It'd be Into the Breach. And I was going to say Animal Crossing, but I haven't actually spent that much time with Stardew. And so... Oh, maybe, yeah. There's a lot to do in Stardew as well. Right. Yeah. Maybe something fresh. Maybe I'd, I'd stick with Stardew. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm big on the Switch time at the moment. And I was thinking, actually... Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about these dev kits going out for the Switch 2, uh, all those rumours about a new console next year from Nintendo, and I, I thought into the future a little bit while I was uh, playing Slay the Spire. I was thinking, man, this is going to be a toilet console soon, you know? Mm. Like, people are just going to leave a Switch in their toilet on like a little table and you can have like a poop run on Slay the Spire. Oh my god. <laughs> a poop run. <laughs> yes, yes. Um yeah, I don't I mean maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to have a a device with controllers with grubby, you know, fucking yeah. thumbsticks on it and a screen that I can smudge while I'm yeah. on the toilet. I feel pretty gross even just <laughs> describing that. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. I just remember my buddy had a, a Game Boy in his toilet oh, growing wow. up and he had Tetris on it and it was the best. It was like, yeah. it was so much fun to go to the toilet. See, you, but, can like, you can wipe down a Game Boy in one second flat with like an alcoholic wipe or like even just a wet wipe. Just, well, we'll just give it a once over, you're done. <laughs> but a switch there's like it's got those like soft thumb sticks you know yeah yeah i yeah. love to drift yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah big old screen on it that you probably you know had a screen cover on uh it's just nasty it's too much nastiness for one man and so i don't think i could handle it yeah i think i think you're probably right and we were like seven you yeah. know or eight or nine i don't know time is time is very strange at the moment what about you joe mm-hmm. how have you been and what have you been playing I feel like it's been like two hours since we last spoke about what I've been playing. So I haven't really played <laughs> that much. Um, I watched all of uh, the New Castlevania series on Netflix. Oh, the, the the like animated thing they do. Yeah, it's called, I'm pretty sure it's called Castlevania Nocturna. No shit. Um, isn't it like, isn't there like three or four seasons of that thing now? There's, I think there's like, uh, oh, Actually, I don't know in the first season, or it, maybe there is only two seasons. Uh, the, so the one that I originally watched like last year mm. was, uh, it might've been a couple seasons, but it was like the original Castlevania um, story, I guess. Right. Um, you got Dracula. Yeah. You, you got, got Dracula. The, the Bermonts. It's yeah. all out. It's all happening. Yeah. 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 You got Alucard. He's there. Vibin. Yeah. Um, yep. 
and then the new one is a little bit different it's like oh we're in france uh but everyone oh. speaks english i guess and uh there's some <laughs> revolutionaries and it's all very like yeah revolutionary gung-ho um but richter is like young he's like kind of a boy um, oh he, i guess he's like 19 or something or early 20s mm-hmm. and um yeah it takes i thought it was good but i thought it took like five episodes to get started and in a series that's like only 12 episodes long it's Oof. like that's a, that's a lot it's a lot of you know trashing around yeah. Um, yeah and it spends a long time doing stuff that like doesn't really matter or that is like it's got all this like big emotional weight to it but they haven't done any build-up for it so mm. it's like oh we need to like cram cram this full of emotional stuff but we only have a few episodes to do that and so you end up with like None of the, it's too much head, you know, when you pour a beer and you get too much head, it's too much head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're just like trying to get to the good stuff and yeah. your mouth is filling with froth and it's yeah. just, yeah, 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 yeah. Great analogy. Yeah. And it's in your beard and it's like, this is never, it's like, <laughs> it's so damp. Um, and so, yeah, once it got good though, like around episode five, it, it like really stuck the landing like the right. foot on the accelerator the whole damn time um yeah so that was cool um and uh what else have i been doing i watched the most recent episode of jujutsu kaisen oh yeah i still haven't seen any of that except for uh, that first step we watched together yeah it's got a it's got your favorite uh character in it the dude with the little tiny glasses oh yeah the dude who's like you know, being an, you become an adult when all of the little despairs add up over time or whatever. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. mad paraphrasing, but he's got a yeah. great line about despair. And I was like, Ooh, my boy, my man. Yeah. He, he's very big, uh, daddy energy in this one. He like, <laughs> he, he comes into this fight scene right as the, um, baby sorcerers are getting mopped up. Um, uh-huh. And they're not even baby sorcerers. It's the the girl with the hammer and the nails. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's getting mopped up by one of the devils, and um, and uh, he shows up and just like wrecks house like in like two seconds flat. And he does this thing where he like basically falcon punches the the devil into this wall and then strolls over to him <laughs> and grabs him by the ponytail and like lifts his face up to his face and everyone <laughs> on the internet's like when i tell you i felt the uh feminism leave my body <laughs> uh, so just hold on oh, there we go Zeus, how'd you get? Shoot. this was scratching at the door okay um yeah, so that that was really cool. Uh, I've been I've been enjoying that series. It is the sh- the Shibuya incident stuff that they get to in that series is very harrowing, but it's good. Hell yeah, yeah. No, I'm real. I'm really excited for that to all be out, and then to just binge the crap out of it. Oh hell yeah. Um, oh, Spy Family's out. Though the new season has started dropping episodes. So I watched the first one of that the other day. Actually. Um, I haven't been watching, uh, blah, blah, blah. what's the one with the pirates in it? One Piece. I haven't been watching One Piece. Um, Bro, you letting the, the One Piece army down? Yeah, I think I might have overdone it. I watched like, you know, 30 episodes in a single sitting a, a little while ago and just, what and, I don't fuck? know. It might not have been 30, but it was quite a few. And I was just like, I think I've had enough One Piece for now. <laughs> um, but I've left it in a good place. So it's like exciting when I get back to it. I think oh, it'll be that's good. nice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good planning right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I haven't really been playing m many video video games at all. I've just been watching anime <laughs> and working. Uh, oh my god, how how dare you? Are we gonna have to like bring this up in in your uh, performance review? Yeah, yeah, review. Thank you. Not I was gonna say job interview, but you you've kind of already got this job, haven't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I do need to lift my game, get some more video games happening. Um, well, uh, segue into the land of chicken, and we're we're keeping things sparse this week. Um, like I think I wrote down some notes. I'm not even going to look at them. This is just off the top of the dome. Some Ooh. some news. All right, um, let's hear it. We got we got uh, Lords of the Fallen released and that's that's the caliber of news that you can expect <laughs> over the, the next over the next this three is, minutes this is what we said at the end of the last episode it was like yeah we're gonna bring some game release news to you next week yeah yeah no we're not we're not diving in um and that lords of the fallen it uh it has forty three thousand concurrent players on launch and uh, it's set a thousand years after the first game, even though it's got exactly the same name, which is very weird to me. So it's not a reboot. It's a sequel with exactly the same name. Right. Uh, which, you know, good, good for them. And apparently there's been a bunch of technical difficulties. Right. Uh, people are buying this game on release and pre-ordering it and complaining about it. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the Lord of the Fallen news. <sighs> Um, dude i saw a, like a trailer or something for it and i was like wow it looks very pretty but like by the end of the trailer i was just completely tuned out i was like you're in a world with like a harsh reality <laughs> and there's all sorts of monsters and the king is there you know like i don't i can't i can't right now i can't i need i need to go back to the island you know back, back to the animal crossing island and I started, I booted up um, uh, f uh, Unreal Engine Fortnite and I was like, maybe I should try and make a farming game because that's where I was at mentally. Oh my God, that's cool. I didn't get very far, but I was like, maybe maybe this is something I could play with. Um, yeah, yeah. What what were the tools like? Was it intuitive or were you looking at that thing like, uh, you know, David and Goliath looking up like, oh shit. It, there was, maybe I was... I basically ran into a roadblock like straight away. I was like, I, I place this little uh, building here, which is basically like a Fortnite building. And this can be like the little hub, the little house that you live in. Uh -huh. But I was like, oh, I can't go on the ground because the grass and the floorboards intersect. And I was like, okay, I'll just paint the terrain out so that the, um, uh, so that the grass is not present in that area. And I was like, where's the painting tools? I can't find the painting tools. And so already I was just like stuck. Okay. <laughs> And oh, then I was like, right. okay, I'll raise it up. Um, so it's like, you know, I fought like a few units above the ground and I'll just like put some, to, like I'll raise the the ground around it so that it mm -hmm. kind of blends in. I was like, oh, I can't, there's no terrain tools. Where's the terrain tools? And so, yeah, mm -hmm. like I'm stuck there as well. And I was like, okay, this is already too much. And I haven't even put a single plant down yet. Right. So, right. So, yeah. I might I just cause... jump back to Unreal, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I remember you talking about it and, and describing it like a kind of Mario Maker for Fortnite. But, um, yeah, that sounds way more complex. Yeah, maybe I need to just, like, make a little platforming level or something. You know, like, maybe mm. that's, that's where it's at. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Sorry, I cut you off there. What were we talking about? Oh, Lords oh, of the Fallen. Yeah. Lords of the Fallen. I mean, that's yeah. all I got to say on okay. Lords of the Fallen. Um, yeah, I, I watched a trailer too and like I, I was 90 seconds in and then I looked at the time and I was like, seven minutes? No, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, did, I was thinking while I was watching it, like it's, it's hard because I was looking at it like, man, this is some Dark Souls 3 shit, but mm. that's what they're going for. And so yeah. it's, yeah, it's weird that they're in this genre that was defined by a series of games and so that they are trying to look like those games and play Mm -hmm. like those games and maybe have a few novel mechanics so it's yeah it's weird for me but you know that game's gonna be twenty dollars in eight weeks so yeah Yeah. just just hold out and uh maybe give it a go then is it on the game pass no i don't think so i mean i don't have my xbox at the moment so i have no earthly clue but I doubt it. Press X to doubt. Press X to doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I can't see it here. So, um, there you go. And, uh, yeah, look, I got way sidetracked, so I am I am going to pull up some notes here. So our second, our second bit of chicken, real small, just a quaint nerg. Um, <laughs> the PS5 uh, PS Plus subscribers, they are getting cloud streaming by the end of this month across the world. Uh, This is something that Xbox has had for a while. I have trialed it on Australia's extremely shitty internet connection. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. And so, yeah, PS, PS5, PS Plus subscribers can look forward to that. Um, So I, I guess... I mean, I, I always feel that having your game data local is, is the way to go, especially when uh, performance is, is such like a big threat this generation, you know, like mm. all those assets, all that high def, HDR, 4K, like you don't want to be streaming that stuff. Um, mm. So, So mm. I guess this is an answer for those who just have stacks of games loaded up on their hard drive and so they don't have any room and so they just want to maybe try out a game on the library and so they'll stream it Uh, for a little bit yeah um but yeah otherwise it it kind of feels a little bit defunct for me maybe this is trying to be in line with their new portable device that one that is just a Mm. game streaming screen oh shit i forgot about that yeah um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that since it was announced or leaked, whatever, because mm. I feel like, I mean, I, I, I know we don't speak for everyone, but I feel like, like the, the community in general is kind of not super keen on streaming stuff. Like yeah. you're going to choose a Steam Deck that can run stuff natively every day over something that is just a streaming box. And so, man, if Sony released... Uh, their version of a steam deck i feel like people would be all over it but if it's just a streaming box i mean depending on the country your internet connection isp like there's just so much banking on that thing failing yeah i agree and even if it is you know you're in a country that has good internet it's like well what if you're like the main uses for this thing feels like public transport and flying and so <laughs> right. if you're in the air you don't have good internet usually unless you're like super duper rich and you can pay for crazy internet in the sky mm-hmm. um or and you're on the train you're not you usually f- are going between areas of you know coverage most of the time yep 
And so it doesn't work there either. So it's like, what is this thing for? Mm. Walking around like, oh, I know what it's for. <laughs> you put it in the toilet. Oh. <laughs> That's Fuck. it. We solved it. Oh, my God. New generation of toilet consoles. Mm. Yeah, you're right. This is a toilet console. So, yes, you heard of the patient gamers. Get ready for toilet games. <laughs> so, really, we need to develop some kind of self cleaning system because when you're when you're seven, eight, nine years old, you don't give a shit about germs. You're like mm. you're all up in those germs. But when you get a bit older and you've been through. Uh, a pandemic you're a bit more conscious of the germs and so if we had some kind of self-cleaning thing almost like if you had a mini car wash for your consoles in the bathroom yeah <laughs> you, could you know put... what I, I there's two i've got two ideas right now you want to hear them <laughs> yeah I hold on the, let, the, let me just the mini car wash is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in a puffer jacket right now, and I'm get. I'm getting heated in in this uh, in this sure. toilet scenario. So let me just unzip here. Oh yeah, there we go. All right, all right. I think that's better. That's much better. All right, lay it on me. Okay, so my two ideas. Uh, you know when you go to the barber or the hairdresser, and they've got mm -hmm. that blue liquid with the combs in it. Oh, yeah, that you leave the combs in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I reckon we get one of those with like, you know, there's like that liquid that you can get that's like doesn't hurt circuit boards and shit. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, so you just dip that bad boy right in there. That's, uh, that's, a, deep, <laughs> that's a deep container right there. You've just got this like deep container right next to the toilet brush and it just goes <laughs> yeah. in. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, that's, that is uh, quite space efficient, more space efficient than a, a tiny car wash for your, for your switch. But like that's, you know, on the floor, rectangular vertical container. You just dip it in there. You dip mm -hmm. it out. I like it. I like it. I have a feeling that liquid is very expensive and there's probably going to be some shelf life issues. Yeah, yeah. you got to replace it every so often. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then then after a while, I mean, you'd, you'd literally have the surface of that liquid, you know, because like you say, it's not, oh. it's, it's not invasive. So you'd literally just have that surface covered in bullshit that's taken yeah. off, off your console as you put it in there. So, I mean, I think, I think the idea has some potential, but just off the bat that there are a few weak points that we would. Yeah. Uh, we also would the drip. To. I can imagine picking it up and the drippage being oh, quite the bad, drip, you know, yeah. like just sitting on the toilet and you pick this thing up and it's just sopping with blue liquid, you know, like mm. what, do you, what do you do with that? Mm. Sopping and handheld console, like that's not. We don't want them together. <laughs> yeah, that's not the adjective you want there. Um. Uh, and then my other idea was, uh, you know, there's those, um, this is sort of like your car wash, but just only one step. Mm -hmm. There's those things that you can put, oh, people use them all the time for like cleaning their phones. You just put, okay. uh, or even toothbrushes, like fancy toothbrush holders have that like UV light that's on. Oh, um, interesting. And it, yeah. it kills, well, I mean, I feel like only a set number of germs are, yeah. are going to react to uv but yeah i get i get the idea you could just have a little uh uv light there you know you could have some dual purpose stuff like put your console in there and also grow some weed in the bathroom like yeah. you can have a, a little a thing going on <laughs> 
we're really taking this whole video game experience in the bathroom to the next level you know like there's all kinds of accessories and <laughs> <laughs> look i'm i'm just saying at some point in the next decade you are going to come to my house you're going to use the bathroom and there's going to be a switch there mm. and i just i just want to know what needs to happen for you to want to pick it up yeah 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 I mean, that's the key. That's that's the key criteria for this to be a success. You know. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, you got any more news for us? <laughs> um, yeah, I just got one last tiny crumb. Um, so uh, Microsoft has proper <laughs> acquired Activision Blizz for sixty-eight point seven billion dollars, and Bobby Kotick has resigned. All right, that's the news. Yeah, that's all we're gonna say about that. That's the news. What a tiny crumb. Um, <laughs> I heard he has he isn't actually resigning straight away. He's sticking around until the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. true. That is correct. Uh, you know, so he can just feast on all those fucked up corporate accolades internally for the next couple of months. And there can be all these statements that are like, he's been integral to the development of these companies. He's been CEO for 31 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. Yeah, look, all that, all that corporate bullshit. I mean, Microsoft released a, a trailer, like a video I for saw, the acquisition, yeah. and it's like, "Isn't it a beautiful day?" Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That yeah. song, and it's just like, bro, this is like, I mean, it's funny, right? Because uh, Fallout, the series, is is kind of a a, a real fun, uh, kind of. Oh god. Oh my god. I said <laughs> Fallout the series and Siri just fucking Woke started up. out. Oh god, she is butchering me right now. Um I apologize for that. Yeah, Fallout the series is like a great uh kind of spotlight on capitalism and how it's all fucked up. And so in this trailer there's like, you know, Fallout the game meets with like Candy Crush and Call of Duty and all that stuff. And it's just like this is weird. This is like a trailer for capitalism. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's a trailer for a monopoly. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. A trailer for anopoly a monopoly. And I don't know if I've ever seen that before. No, I haven't seen it before either. It was very, like, hyped up, though, you know? Like, they were like, yeah, here's our games. Look at all the stuff we own. Um, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got this list here of every franchise Xbox now owns after buying Activision. Oh, God. All right, do you just want to rapid fire? And I will, I will try not to interject, because I imagine it's quite a few. It is quite a few. I'm probably just going to yell out the ones that I think are important. Okay, all right. Um, no offense to those small <laughs> You are important, just not right now. Um, so yeah, we got Activision Blizzard. Uh, they they own <clears throat> like stuff like Diablo, uh, Call of Duty. Uh, this one might actually stand out to you: Geometry Wars. Oh my Imagine God. if Geometry Wars comes back because of this acquisition. I mean, Geometry Wars Two is on Game Pass. It's it hasn't gone anywhere, baby. Uh, yeah, we need to bring it back to the social. What do you call it? The Zeitgeist. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, we got Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, uh, Overwatch, uh, Starcraft, Warcraft, World of Warcraft. So this might actually be a bit of a big deal for the World of Warcraft um, being on Game Pass. 
Jeez. Like you can imagine now that it's not like $17 a month or whatever the heck it is to play World of Warcraft. Potentially, you know, that might, mm. might be an option that they go for, that it might have a huge surge in players. Yeah. It might be treated as like a loss leader for getting people onto the service. You know, it's like, well, this used to make us heaps of money, but now we're going to make only a little bit of money, or, you know, still millions of dollars, but we're, we're going to make less money than normal on this on this product, but it's mm. going to be the thing that gets people in to yeah. using Game Pass more. Well, I can't imagine, even though they just um, raised the prices of Game Pass, I can't imagine they stay the same for long because mm. if, if they do put all of these new IPs on Game Pass, that is a pretty good reason to jack up the price, especially fucking Call of Duty. Like, that is that is a yeah. huge yearly franchise. And if you can play that for, like, 20 bucks a month or whatever, like, yeah, I, I can imagine. Maybe, maybe Game Pass would segment itself you know mm. like it'll do that stupid tiered thing that sony does um, yeah. it'll it'll cordon off games depending on how much you pay uh, yeah i don't know it's bleak whatever it is uh, they, <laughs> they acquired king of course and so their main one is um candy crush oh my there, God. there's a slew of other titles here i've never heard of um that king have under their umbrella i'm uh, sure i'm sure they're just all money makers those yeah. those mobile games you've never heard of they're making millions right now that's right um we got bethesda slash zenimax which we've got you know commander keen in there we've got death loop in there we got doom fallout prey hi-fi rush rage redfall starfield the evil within and wolfenstein as well as but, fallout there's lots of juicy boys in there. Um, mm -hmm. Juicy boys. Uh, Xbox, Microsoft, obviously, are the ones who did the acquiring. I'm not probably not going to have to read out many of their titles, but, you know, heaps. Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's a lot of video games under the one uh, the one bad boy right now. So, that's fun. Yeah, and, and mark my words, you know, they've got those 10-year contracts with Nintendo and Sony. They're going to bring Call of Duty to those platforms. In, in 10 years, when those contracts are up, they don't have to do shit. And that's, yeah. that's when the real monopoly begins. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I realize we talk about capitalism quite a bit on this podcast, but it's just so fucking fun to criticize. And in all honesty, Australians aren't that great at criticizing it. Like, mm. you look at Americans, and they're fucking masters at criticizing capitalism. You know? They're just like on the top of, of the capitalist country pile. And so when they look down, they've got the best view of any of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought I would, I would mention that we are self-aware that we bang on a lot, but it's just, it's just so much fun. It's gotta be done. And then you know, I feel like we, we can't go talking about criticizers of capitalism without talking about the French. Those <laughs> French know how to <laughs> <laughs> dismantle some capitalism if ever i've seen seen it done before um yeah anyway so i got a i got a a nug here another nug oh my god where no are you serious we've been it's, it's nearly been 20 minutes of news just so you know uh, it's only a small nug uh <laughs> celebrating some local achievements uh, oh, okay, in the okay. melbourne game dev industry oh we're, we're gonna allow that Folly Studio, makers of a, a little word game called Gubbins, um, which is currently available on iOS, but not on Android. And it's also just in early access, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's coming out on November 14th. Uh, have had um, made a deal with uh, internet personality Hank Green. Do you know Hank Green? No. 
Um, his brother, um, oh, what's his brother's name? Oh my God, I'm not going to do this right now. Anyway, his brother's his brother wrote uh, The Fault in Our Stars, which is like a famous book. Okay. Do you know, do you know The Fault in Our Stars? No, I don't. Anyway. Um, I, don't, I yeah, don't know he, anything, Joe Tool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Hank Green um, has done a bit of a, a good thing and bought 10% of the profits from Gubbins. Uh-huh. And I don't exactly know how the deal is structured, but he's donating the 10% that he has bought of the profits from Gubbins to charity. So Great. he's going to donate that money to charity. So yeah, it's a nice, you know, the game gets a little bump to help help it, you know, get its feet off the ground in its crucial first couple of months of sales on the app store. Well, it's not even sales, but profit on the app store. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it's, it's that money's going straight to charity. So that's pretty, pretty dope. Hell yeah. Go Hank Green. Yeah. Yeah. Gubbins looks really cool. I reckon, I reckon you would dig it. I will send you a trailer and I'll put it in some show notes as well after this. Hell yeah. I'd love that. Um, yeah, yeah. It was it's it's really it's got some really beautiful like design aspects to it, like visual design aspects to it. Oh, and it's yeah. also free to play with no ads. And so oh. yeah, they they're going out on a limb here with like, you know, making an app like a phone game and not not monetizing it in all of the ways that uh, phone games are monetized. My word. Yeah, send it my way. That sounds very appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Go Gubbins um, and go Studio Folly. And thank you, Hank Crane. Speaking of appealing, I got to take the rest of my jacket off. This is just, I'm dying here. It's uh, <laughs> it's suddenly got real hot. I don't know if it's because your milky voice has gotten on, but uh, yeah, I, I just need to right. derobe. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm ready for uh, what was teased last week to be a pretty off-chops topic. I don't know. I don't know how off chops it'll be. Sorry, I had to stretch. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> so the topic this week is Roblox, Ooh-hoo. and I've titled it Roblox Ethics. But uh, I don't know how much of that the ethics stuff we're going to get into. We'll see how we go. All right. Speaking of um, dismantling capitalism, this is this is pretty bleak stuff. So <laughs> get, get prepared to have a little bit more criticizing. Yeah, great. All right. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, you said last week that when they went public, they went public at like $44 billion or something. So that's, yeah. you know, that's that's hefty. That's some that's some hefty numbers. That's almost as much as I get paid to do this podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no, um, I can't. That's an absurd amount imagine. of money. It shouldn't yeah. exist. I can't imagine it. <laughs> it's actually unimaginable. Like, I don't the, the mind reels. Um, no. So, blah, blah, blah. here we go. Roblox ethics. Uh, Roblox is not actually a game per se. It is technically a platform. Um, it's effectively a suite of tools, a hosting platform for creations and a marketplace to buy and sell assets using their own currency, which is called Robux. Mm-hmm. Gotta have your own currency. You gotta. You can't, you know. Imagine if Bunnings brought in their own currency and they called like <laughs> Bunnux or something. And you could only, because they do, you, you know, you buy like um, gift cards for Bunnings a lot. Sure, sure. For friends and family who like to shop there. And so, I, you know, I imagine a great deal of their dealings is done in gift cards. Uh, right, yeah. And so maybe they're just going to say, you know what, screw it. You got to, if you want to buy stuff from here, you got to get through gift cards and they call it Bunnings dollars or something. I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, it's it's funny when you look at currency because currency is all throughout video games, not always like a predatory financially oh, yeah. related currency. You know, like you got Echoes in Bloodborne and Colin Moriarty was right. They should have called those things blood bucks. I mean, missed mm, opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm subscribed to like this, uh, you know, you, you get all these ads in your emails, you subscribe to the newsletter or whatever, and they just, they just fuck you with ads. <laughs> and, um, this one place where we got our linen from, uh, they've got their own currency now, you know, you, you buy things and you get this currency that, that you can spend on other things. And so oh, like, like points, right, right. And so it, it, people, people, are scared not to use those points because of the sunk cost fallacy and it's just it's really effective but when you see a company introduce it you're like oh boy this is this is a slippery slope you know we just we had a great relationship before i buy the thing you give me the thing that's it and now it's i buy the thing you give me the thing and a little bit more you give me the thing and a trail of breadcrumbs (laughs) and i don't want any crumbs I just want mm. the thing at the best price and then I want you to go away. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's usually in the guise of data collection. Uh, they are looking to see, well, it, 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 at least in Australia, that's what it's been used as. It's a data collection for targeted advertising, right. um, which was illegal until not that long ago. Mm. Um, but if you've ever had a flybys card or a Woolworths rewards card, that the whole purpose of that is to target advertising directly to you mm. Um, mm. and collect data. Anyway, uh, moving hastily along, uh, launching in 2006 as a fairly unknown and obscure education software by two people, David Bazuski, Bazuki, David Bazuki, and the late Eric Castle. Um, wow. who had become millionaires in the 1990s by designing and selling physics simulation software. So they were already millionaires by the time they rolled around to Roblox. Um, mm, okay. Because of the, so this, the tech boom in the 90s. This could have been a, a passion project even, you know, if they've if they've made their millions and they're, they're jumping back in. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't look at about too much about their sort of initial reasonings for creating Roblox. It's probably mm. to make more money by targeting the education sector. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure. Right. Okay. And 2006, that's early. I, I mean, I, I haven't heard of Roblox until we started this podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's been around for a while. It's definitely come a long way. So originally it was just as a playful method of teaching children the rudiments of game making. So it was all about like, yeah, here's the world, here's some characters and make some platforms, off you go. Um, So, but then it sort of evolved quite a bit since then, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. I've written here, imagine YouTube, but for video games and every game is, uh, every game stars your own avatar whose appearance you've crafted and spent time slash money on. So, you know, you're scrolling YouTube and you're looking at videos and instead of people being in them, it's you and it's your avatar and they're so cool. Right. It's kind of the, that's kind of the vibe that I get from looking at the front page of Roblox games. Interesting. Um, eh, blah, blah. On its website, it adopted the slogan, make anything, reach millions, earn serious cash. Uh, this, this was in 2022 and it has since removed this, uh, this, this slogan. Earn serious cash. Nothing, yes. 
nothing gets me into a video game like a tagline like in serious cash yeah well the thing that we're gonna get into here is that it was mostly targeted at children um so getting kids in on the uh earning serious cash aspect of creating <laughs> games gross. is pretty gross yeah um so we've got uh, like some quick stats here for you steam hosts around fifty-five thousand games mm-hmm. uh and roblox hosts uh around 20 million experiences Holy so it has shit. dwarfed steam in terms of the things that it hosts uh, but it can't call them games uh because of apple's terms of service which would make it a shop within a shop. So you can't, you know, have the app store sell another app store. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, they can't call them games. They have to call them experiences. Oh, my God. That is so dumb. Yes, I know. That is so dumb. But that's is that also something that, you know, Steam has 55,000 titles or whatever and Roblox has 20 million, but is this like Dreams where 19.9 million of those experiences fucking suck? Yeah, I I haven't delved into the 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 dark corners of the Roblox store, which is actually quite hard to do, which we'll get oh. into a little bit later as well. Um, okay, but I don't think you can just search by new. Like, I don't oh. think that's a, that's an option for you. You can't even search by genre. Anyway, <laughs> what the um, fuck? Okay, all right, I'll I'll let you go on because this this sounds like a mess. It's crazy. Uh, when it went public, like I said last week, it was valued at $44 billion, which rivaled mm-hmm. Activision, Blizz, and Nintendo at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, it's it's it, well, it's lost about 56% out of that initial IPO. Uh, so it's closer to you know $20, $20 billion valued, and each stock goes for around $30, $30 US at, mm-hmm. at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a far cry from when it was first valued at, but it's still valued quite highly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I played Roblox. I downloaded it onto my PC and my phone. <laughs> and from what I can tell, the experiences are effectively light versions of very old game ideas with highly aggressive monetization hardwired in. Uh, so, for instance, I opened a game called Geometry Dash. I'd heard of Geometry Dash. It's okay. a different game. You uh, play a little cube. You need to hop over obstacles. It's challenging and cool. It's rage baity. Um, however, Geometry Dash in Roblox is simply a small storefront that leads to a low rent water ride that you cannot even get on unless you spend money. It's literally unplayable unless you spend Robux. So maybe Geometry Dash was at the other end of the water slide. Maybe not. Who even knows? Um, yeah. So it was just the, the first thing that I tried was just the one at the top, the top of the page. I'd heard of Geometry Dash. Was like, oh, cool! I didn't know that you could do something like that in Roblox. And yeah, it wasn't what what it said on the tin. Um, yeah, it was basically just like almost like a plaza um, with an entryway to a water slide uh, with like a bunch of shops around the outside, so I could buy my way into the game. Wow, man! Yeah. When you said it was grim, I didn't think it was going to be this grim. It's pretty bad. Um, Roblox used to actively market itself as a means for young people interested in game creation to create experiences for the platform as a means to make big dollars. (laughs) Uh, This wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it weren't for the insane way the front page of Roblox is designed. Uh, It's entirely stacked. 
with multi-million or billion play click games. So these are like games that have been clicked on by users uh, millions or billions of times, just, just wow. insane numbers. Wow. Um, so you, you create a game in and in order for that game to be seen at all, you either need to know someone like an influencer or someone who you can pay uh, mm. to stream or play your game on YouTube, have them play it, which will trigger hopefully an audience to potentially try it. Or you can pay Roblox to advertise it for you. Uh, the only way you can do this is using Robux. You then need to bid against other users for advertising space, um, which most of the designers on Roblox call a quote unquote gamble. Oh man. So, I mean, advertising and marketing is, you know, it's not, it's usually not super guaranteed what numbers you're going to get, but in these days there's, you know, there's a minimum return on investment that most advertising agencies and advertising places will sort of guarantee. Right. Uh, uh, What do we got here? Um, It's an entirely closed loop where every dollar is rinsed through the Roblox machine again and again until the creators are left with very little, if anything at all. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So here's where it gets really grim, if, it's, if you're not oh, no, already, come on, not already was... drained of serotonin. Oh, that was the entree? Jesus. Yeah, here's some finer details about like the profiteering that's going on inside of Roblox. Um, mm. So Roblox takes uh, a 30% cut um from everything on the platform so you sell an asset you sell you you sell an experience mm-hmm. you know you sell something within the experience they get 30 okay. um but it's page of the creator in robux so you don't get money you get robux oh, no. um so in order to cash anything out you need to have at least a hundred thousand robux um, so you can have money in the system and not actually be able to withdraw it until you get to a hundred thousand, which is equivalent to around a thousand USD. Um, so it's quite a lot of money. Um, you could yeah. make $999 and never be able to get the money out. Um, so it just sort of encourages the users to, you know, if they make any money in Robux to mm. spend it on Robux. Mm. Um, yeah. And what you get is a lot of, um, you know, kids effectively freelancing, not for money, but for Robux. Uh, and uh, unless you're careful, Robux takes quite a large chunk out of transactions between users to users as well. So right. you are, yeah, it's just basically dwindling, <laughs> dwindling funds, uh, that, that just never get made, get, uh, sort of cashed out. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like they've designed this system where they're the middleman in every scenario and yes. they just get to like take some off the top. Yes, exactly. Um, and you also can't cash out unless you're paying their premium monthly subscription service. There's, we'll get into that a little bit later, but there's like a, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like a Netflix style thing where you pay an amount of money and, and get an amount of Robux every month. Oh, you're killing me, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is pretty rough. Uh, remember second life? Remember second life? Yeah. 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 I did. I mean, she that 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 game came out when when we were in high school and i remember we we like did a project on it at school oh cool yeah because it was like you know it was super novel for the time to have this uh free uh, hyper accessible avatar of yourself where you could go and meet millions of people online yeah what a what a concept um and so the comparison to that was you needed a minimum of 10 USD to be able to withdraw. So, mm-hmm. you know, the difference is an order of magnitude. Yep. So um, 
uh, what do we got here? Yeah, I've sort of said that already. Um, most, like I said before, most Roblox devs are paid in Roblox. Oh, sorry, Robux. Um, so get this. Let's say you do reach a hundred thousand Robux. You think, mm -hmm. sweet, it's time for me to cash out with my thousand dollars, and everything will be peachy. Mm -hmm. uh, no, that's not the case. The exchange for turning Robux back into dollars is insane. So your $1,000 worth of Robux is only actually about 350 USD when you cash it out. Money into Robux is worth more than money out to cash. Oh my God. I mean, that's that's generally how exchanging currency works. Yes. But I, yeah, not, not to that degree. That's egregious. Take, yeah. Taking like what, 65%? <laughs> in yeah. like exchange rate that's yeah. fucking bonkers so it just further disincentivizes you know devs to have their money outside the system and they just leave it in the system mm. uh, and the money goes around and around uh, Roblox, Roblox taking small cuts for every one of the transactions like I was saying before um, so all of this said uh, once you know fees and transaction you know uh, sorry currency transfers uh, to, uh, occur Roblox is taking around 80% cut uh, from developer earnings on the platform. And this is before tax as well. Um, right. So, yeah, that's that's sort of like the money side of Roblox. And then there's like the subscription stuff. So this is a really weird screen that I saw, uh, like when I tried to Google, you know, how do I subscribe to mm -hmm. Roblox? Mm -hmm. um, you can pay $7.99 Australian dollars a month and get... 450 Roblox, uh, Robux a month. Okay. Uh, traditionally, 799 only buys you 400 Robux. So they're saying, you know, if you do this every month, you get an extra 450, uh, sorry, an extra 50 Robux. Mm -hmm. um, the next tier up is 1499. You get 800 Robux. Oh, sorry. No, you get 1,000 Robux a, mo a month, which is like, you know, that, that's the one that they're saying is the best value, whatever. Mm, sure, sure. They got all go, the, the bright colors around that one. It's got a little flame icon on it. Uh, and then you got $30, $30, you get 2,200 Robux, $79. Then it just says not available for how much Robux you get a month. Then it goes up to $159, uh, $319 a month. And all of these, it just says not available. It just says yeah. you can't. So I don't know why they're even listed there. Yeah. Like, and then and then when on the app, when I go to like subscribe, this, so there's two situations. The first one, the stuff that I was just reading you was all just from a Google search. Mm -hmm. So this is before I've signed in. Mm -hmm. And then when I sign in, all I see is one. All I've got is the $7.99, the smallest one to subscribe. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. Is, that, is it like maybe once you subscribe, they're like, hey, do you want to go up to the next tier? Mm. I, don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I imagine too, because this is going to be like, a big ass worldwide game that that maybe for Australia it's a little bit different. So like, you know, there's there's like you said where they're naming things experiences instead of games to get past Apple. Like Australia has laws as well that they might be doing certain things to get past where they're not able to offer like a three hundred dollar a month streaming service. But if you subscribe, they're able to like send it to you as a message, being like, hey, do you want to upgrade? Yeah. Potentially. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of it. The, the last thing that I wanted to leave on was there was a, a Roblox uh, conference recently, which I, I read out 
the CEO's top 10 predictions for the future of Roblox last episode. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, we might just run through them real quick, just because if people didn't listen to that episode and they want the top 10, I'll just smash through them. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Um, a Fortune 500 company will use Roblox experiences as part of their recruiting process. A school will integrate a full Kennedy Year 12 curriculum for, with Roblox, including language classes with schools in other countries and virtual field trips. For 17-year-old verified people in 17-year-old experiences, thousands of adults will meet for the first time in Roblox dating experiences and subsequently form real-life relationships. That's kind of the most freaky one. Yeah, not into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Roblox employees will spend more time using Roblox for remote meetings than video. We will share a universal civility metric and show that for most players, it increases over time. I don't really know what that means. Universal civility? Is that like a, a social point score? Um, I mean, un unless it's literally civility and it just means users will become like more friendly and nice to each other over time. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like, like what it is. Um, some Roblox creators will make more money from selling physical merchandise on Roblox than virtual merchandise. Roblox will be a frequent communication channel for my family, which is an extremely weird thing to say. A top fashion designer will be discovered on Roblox without having any experience in physical fashion. Mm -hmm. A musician will perform to over 1 million people in Roblox using a phone for motion capture. A Roblox mm -hmm. developer will be valued at $1 billion. Mm -hmm. Just a final stat here. More than half of all US children now have a Roblox account. So, I'm sorry? More than half of US children have a Roblox account? Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. That's, uh, That's a lot. Wow. That's so interesting because, you know, whenever in Australia someone's kid gets a gets a mobile game and gets on uh, that, that pair parental credit card and they push it to the limit... Uh, that's like national news, you know, child spent eight grand yeah. of, of the money that was being put aside for their education. And if half of the population of children in the US have Roblox accounts, I mean, just imagine how frequently that kind of thing is occurring. I think what's going on is that they've done a really incredibly smart thing with this like subscription service. So instead of getting like a... Um, what do you call it? An allowance every mm -hmm. week or every month? Mm -hmm. They're paying the kids Roblox. Oh my god! Subscription so that they can play games. Because like oh like god. I said before, all of the games that I played were so heavily monetized. Like some of them had like the base experience there. Like I played a paintball game, which was like you get one gun and you get to walk out and get like insta shot by an aimbot, presumably. Um, <laughs> or you can spend some Robux and you get access to these other guns, you know? And it's like, mm. well, the only way to actually enjoy playing this game at all is to uh, spend money. And that seems to be the case across the board. There was like this cycling game that I played that was like, you're on a bike and the whole time that you're playing, it's it's showing you these like... Um, you know, like offers, you like scroll up to the first or you ride up to the first um, checkpoint and it's like, hey, do you want to you want to get the uh, magic unicorn? You could ride a magic unicorn. And the next mm. one's like, here's a, a cyber bike. And the next one's like, you know, it, it just goes and goes and goes. Um, you basically get continually asked if you're going to spend money on the platform while playing the games. Man. 
Um, from what I've seen of Jamie's younger sisters, the most fun they have playing this game is in basically like a paper doll style game where you, you dress up your avatar in a bunch of different outfits. Right. Um, and so the way those are monetized is that you can see and walk around with any of the outfits available, but if you want to leave that experience with any of the outfits that you've tried on, you have to spend money. So right. it's like, yeah, you can, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the less egregious ones, I suppose. Like it's not constantly saying, Hey, spend money. It's like, mm. yeah, this is like a fun little try on an outfit game. But if you mm. want to actually keep this, you spend money. Um, Man. Yeah. So I had a look, little look in as well to like the age verification process for oh, Roblox because yeah. I was yeah, curious, yeah. like, you know, how hard is it to get verified as a 17 plus year old? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, effectively it requires, uh, there's, there's some options. You can um, basically take a photo of your ID and send it in. Mm -hmm. which is all, all that's required <laughs> or you can mm -hmm. take a photo well i think there was an option to have a call which i think would have been with an automated system um i didn't right. i didn't try to go through either but i just thought that there were a couple of different options yeah um, and i thought probably not i mean i don't know like I, I don't know how much more stringent you could be with age verification short of having like actual systems in place that you know in order to actually use the app at all it's like I don't know. I don't know how you would do it. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, if uh, it just seems like the kind of thing you'd not implement, right? Like the risk yeah. versus reward for return on investment for that kind of thing seems pretty yeah. fucked because it could go so wrong. And like Roblox sounds so big that all of these processes would be automated. And so yeah. if you're just like, you know, it's so easy to find a picture of an ID online and just Photoshop your own picture in and like... I mean, how is it checking that? Like, is it checking know. that against what else it can find on the internet or like, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty gray. <laughs> it is extremely gray. Um, so there is a people make games, um, documentary about Roblox, which I would oh. urge a lot of people to go and have a look at because yeah. some of my stats came from there. Some of my research came from there. Yep. Um, it is a little bit older by now. So it's like a couple of years old. And so some of the stuff is no longer, uh, true, mm -hmm. which is to say the, the stuff that I said at the start about make anything reach millions earn serious cash was in that video, but it's mm. not it's not the case anymore on the website. So it looks like they've made some adjustments. Right. Um, but yeah, even in just watching that video, there was like, you know, kids under the age of fifteen who were like seriously burnt out on game dev without having ever done, <laughs> you know, like they're kids. They're kids. Oh, they shouldn't be working. Yeah. <laughs> they're effectively yeah. being like, you know, swindled, um, swindled out of their childhood by developing experiences for Roblox. Uh, and there's all sorts of horror stories, of course, you know, people who, you know, get recruited in a game by, by other players to make a game or even with their friends. And then they accidentally start making some serious money. So they're in serious cash. And, uh, <laughs> and no contracts are in place and, you know, abuse, it's sort of a situation that's ripe for abuse. Yeah. Um, so that's, that some of that is covered in the people make games docker, as well as another documentary that I'll sh I should link that I don't remember the name of, but it's basically similar and happened after the people make games documentary. Right. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, go, go have a look at those and sort of see what you think. I'll, also, I would say have a look if you're sort of at all curious as an adult these days with a child that plays Roblox, I would definitely say 
play it like try it see right. see what the kids are, are talking about yeah. um and this sort of goes a little bit in my like the the grief that i feel about like all of the disney style remake stuff it's like mm. it kind of feels the same way to me you know it's like if if we're going to be like <clears throat> having this stuff be so heavily marketed or so popular then at least it should be of quality <laughs> you mm. know like why yeah. why are we exposing uh this generation to just guff um because I mean, because we're not paying attention or like we just don't care or i don't know yeah it's just i mean it's just the skinner box at a really large scale right like especially with kids because kids are as stupid as pigeons mm. and so when you when you dangle like the maybe of earning money or like mm. you know putting a huge amount of value on something like that and then dangling the maybe like dude no no 10 year old can can say Resist. no yeah. like they, they don't have the faculties to to fucking apply critical thinking to that they're just like hell yeah bright colors gonna earn some money that's so adult of me i can't wait to be an adult like it's yeah it's hyper predatory it's uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty epic do you know just out of interest like if and how much your like jamie's sister has spent on on roblox um, I'm not sure. I would have to ask. Um, the there was um, the Christmas last year. They got some Robux for Christmas. Right. So yeah, I don't know how much they got, what it was valued at, um, or what they spent it on. Mm. So yeah, not sure. Mm. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at with Ro Roblox these days. Um, There's not to mention as well uh, the accessory store or the item store. All of that stuff is like a whole world where you've got basically, um, uh, what would you call it? Like a marketplace, but trading items. Right, um, right. So your avatar in that game is outfit with like all sorts of clothing and accessories and you can get stuff for free or make your own stuff or buy stuff, trade stuff on, on the marketplace. Um, and there's like super rare, valuable stuff out there, you know, stuff that's like, you remember like RuneScape, there was like the Santa hat that was like the, the rarest <laughs> item that was, because it was like from one Christmas event they had like 40 years ago. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, I've never actually played RuneScape. I never, yeah, I never got into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. That's all I got, I think. Hell yeah, that was very interesting because this is a world that I have no window into at all. And, uh, yeah, it's so frightening when you come out and you're like $44 billion, you know, yeah. this, like when, when you watch Austin Powers and, you know, Dr. Yeah. Evil's trying to fuck with the entire world, he doesn't even get close to those amounts and he's trying to yeah. fuck with the entire world. And so I kind of love that those older movies with criticisms like that are just aging like fine wine. Cause it's just like, they couldn't imagine things would get this bad. <laughs> yeah yeah yes um i mean also if you're at all curious just like have a look i think you can just go to the roblox homepage and look at the experiences and just see what what it is like the, you don't have to play any of them of course because you have to download the fucking whatever it is the launcher mm -hmm. um but just like have a look at some of the names some of the app icons like 
and and then have a look at some gameplay just like go to youtube and like type in the name of that game and see mm. what's going on because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's some insane marketing the like mm. the stuff that they've got going on is is uh yeah it's next level yeah i'm, I'm gonna check it out um, i'm really intrigued I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued and scared which is exactly how i like to end these episodes <laughs> yeah nice let's <laughs> Put a bow on it for me, Darian. I'm tired of speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, we hope you all enjoyed that and that you have a lovely weekend and we'll catch you when it's almost the weekend again. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Bye.